So now, tell me about your start. You're you're from the United Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. I grew up in I grew up in Southeast London. Okay. And uh, how did you get into what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, looking backwards. I can tell you. Okay. Looking forwards, I was like, it was all just like chance and luck and mm-hmm. stupidity. So I hated magic when I was growing up. In the UK, we had a couple of magicians I didn't like. Mm-hmm. They were like, um, it was a bit, they were like, oh, we're much cleverer than you and you're an idiot and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so I didn't like it. But when I was 15, they, they showed a program. Uh, it was called Stuff the White Rabbit. And it was these close-up magicians from all over the world. Mm-hmm. A lot of them American. David Williamson was on it, mm-hmm. who's a great magician. Um, Matt King, I think, was on, on, on one of the episodes. And they were doing these card tricks. And I was like, oh, I, I quite like these card tricks. So I'd watch the show, learn how to do these tricks. And then I would do it to my friends. So I really like close-up magic. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, and you know, I went to university, and I, I was like, I was like getting what I thought was a backup career in case the magic didn't work. And out. what backup career was that? It was computer science. Okay, but I was dreadful at it, so it was no backup. <laughs> it was just me not being good at something. So um, I, I sort of really learned close to magic when I was at university. I would work in bars and restaurants doing card tricks for mm-hmm. the people there for tips or for a little bit of cash, and that's how I paid my way through college. And then when I finished university, I went, I'm going to do this full time. And as soon as I started doing it full time, I realized that magic is not really like show business. You know, it's like there are these allied, you know, you have show business and then you have these things on the fringes, mm-hmm. you know, like juggling or, right. or magic or clowning or whatever. And um, magic was one of those things because it was, it was basically the catering industry. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd work bar mitzvahs, you'd work these like corporate dinners, birthday parties, meet and greet events, and your job was to mix and mingle and entertain people in between the courses or mm-hmm. in between the, the speeches. So you were interrupting people for a living, you know. And and, and one, once, um, I I was in a very small restaurant in in Croydon, which is already a bad place to be, and I walked up to a table of two and um, I said hello. Um, I'm the magician. Would you like to see a card trick? And the guy scraped his chair back across his tile tile floor. The whole restaurant stopped, looked at us. This guy stood up and he said, my wife has just asked me for a divorce. Do you really think I want to see some effing magic? He didn't say effing. Right. He didn't feel the need to censor himself. Right. I feel like I'm on a very nice, yes. you know, uh, <laughs> platform here, so I will. But he did not. And, uh, and I said, no, no, you don't, do you? Because she just made half your house disappear. <laughs> and he didn't take that well. And that's what I found was that I was doing, you know, I was like doing magic and I was like doing jokes to people. And I was, we, you know, we call it splitting the room, which is where mm-hmm. half people like it, half people hate it. Now, if you're on stage and you've got 100 people, 50 people laughing is a lot of people. Yes. You know, it sounds like you're doing well. If you're doing a table and there's four people, 
Two of them don't laugh. That's a problem. So I got fired from everywhere that I was working and I became unemployable. I was down to my last one or two gigs. I was didn't have enough money and I was like, I got to get out of here. And I went to a party around this time. It was a costume party. And my, I said to my sister, I don't have a costume to wear. She said, I have a dragon outfit under my bed. Under and her I, bed? Under her bed. <laughs> now, I asked no further questions. And neither should you. Okay. Because it's my sister. Okay. Let's let that mystery stay buried. <laughs> so I say, great. I'll wear the dragon outfit. I cross London in a dragon outfit on public transport. I didn't drive. So I'm on the buses, I'm on the trains, I'm on the tubes across mm-hmm. London in a dragon outfit. I arrive at the party. No one else is in costume. That's funny. Just me. <laughs> I, I go to my friend. I said, what did you do to me? She said, well, you know, we just thought it was a bit immature. <laughs> I said, I'm in a dragon outfit. I'm like, yeah, really? You think? So now, for once, I'm appropriately grumpy. You know, because usually inside I would feel happy. It's just my face would read grumpy. Right. I did a wedding once and this guy was like, what is your problem? And I was like, nothing. I'm in a good mood. He was like, you look like the Eeyore of magic. (laughs) And then he fired me because he was the groom. Okay. So at this party for once, I've got an excuse to be grumpy. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking red wine in the corner. My my other friend comes up to me. She says, "Uh, this is funny. She says, you should do this in your act. You could be Piff the Magic Dragon. Mm-hmm. I said, wait, I could be Puff the Magic Dragon. You might have heard of my older brother, Steve. And I was like, that's not a bad joke. So, <laughs> you know, a couple of months goes by, I'm losing all my work, and I'm like, I wonder whether that thing would work. So I, I try it at an open mic night. It kills. Mm-hmm. Then with comedy, and I'd done a bit of comedy before. Comedy, it takes you like a year, two years to even like mm-hmm. become bad. Because you're learning how to be in front of an audience, how to talk, all of that stuff. But I'd learned all that by doing magic, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also had material because I had like routines. So I'd done the hard part, part of this. And now I just found the, the icing on the cake, the framing that made it all work. So it was very quick after that. In the next year, it sort of like shot up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I go to Edinburgh and I do this gig. You know, where I, I, I'm like, I need Mr. Piffles and I need a dog. So I, I, I got Mr. Piffles and he was like the missing piece of the puzzle. Right. You know, because he was like, I, I was this grumpy dragon, you know, and I've got this like adorable chihuahua. So that, that brings me to neutral. <laughs> so as soon as the two of us teamed up, everything sort of came together and we, 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 started, we started going places. 